doula, midwife, obstetrician, nurse, chiropractor, lactation consultant, massage therapist, acupuncturist, photographer, and anyone else who's involved in the modern birthing process. Welcome to the All About Doulaship podcast, where your host, Megan, talks about the business side of the birth world with other practitioners in the field, letting them tell their story, including their successes and failures, bringing us one step closer to being more connected, educated, and supported within our world. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the All About Doulaship podcast. Today, we are talking with Nicole Virag. She is a birth doula and a birth photographer here in Western New York. Before birth work, she worked with trauma survivors as a social worker that worked really well to inform what she does as a doula. Then she started doing birth photography as a way to help families who want to process their births through images instead of words. Thank you, Nicole, for being here today. And Hi, Megan. Get started. <laughs> oh, sorry. Hi, Megan. Okay, so I had that little bit of a bio. Now my next question, or I guess my first question really, is what sparked your interest into doulaship? This is your real backstory kind of question, so we can dig a little deeper into why you do what you do. Sure. Um, so I never had any intention on becoming a doula or a birth photographer. I didn't know what a birth doula was. I didn't know birth photography was a thing at all um, until I got pregnant with my daughter. Of course, I think so many people um, come into becoming a doula that way. Um, and I kind of went through my pregnancy as normal. And then I had a friend who was having her baby at the birthing center and so she was required to have a doula, and we were just a few weeks apart in our pregnancy. So she invited me to come along to a meet the doula night, and I didn't go. And then she went again the next time, and I didn't go again. <laughs> but then I finally agreed to go um, to this, like, the yearly, like, birthing event that they have. The I don't know, it's like a big birthing event downtown in one of the big hotels. And I went to that with my husband, and I... The Buffalo Doula Collective was doing this like presentation along with the birthing center and I listened to that and I talked to a few different doulas and I ended up meeting the doula who I would end up hiring there at that event and then I she was with us for our pregnancy and our birth and I just felt so supported and I felt like wow this is a really really empowering way to help people and I just fell in love with birth in general as I was preparing for my pregnancy and then went through this crazy transformative experience, which I think without a doula would have probably been considered much more traumatic, but I was able to like process it and I felt pretty good about my birth afterward. And I can accredit that totally to the fact that I had a doula. So I was like, maybe I should become a doula. And then I was like, nah, that seems silly. I just got my master's in social work. Maybe I should do <laughs> that, but I just spent two years and a bunch of thousands of dollars getting. And then I was planning to stay home with my daughter for like a year or two anyway. And so I was like, well, let me just do the doula training anyway. And if something comes out of it, great. Then if nothing comes out of it, then I still, you know, I'll just go back to doing social work. And I trained as a, I started my training when my daughter was like something crazy, like nine or 12 weeks old. I went to this weekend long, really intensive training and I brought her with me and she slept the whole time cause she was a newborn and it was amazing. Um, and then 
yeah. And then I started taking clients and fell in love with it. And as I've been going, I've been able to really, really connect the dots with my experience as a social worker into how to work that into being a doula and being able to provide for the families that I serve. Wow. That is a crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Long winded. I was like, Oh no, I'm still talking. I'm still talking. But yeah, that's kind of the runaround, the long story, the long version of the story. That's really amazing though. I, you know what? I really enjoy that. I enjoy, but don't enjoy. So a lot of people, you don't, you don't hear of a lot of super young doulas because one, they don't usually know what's mm-hmm. what a doula is, and they're not pregnant yet, and they don't they don't know anything about it, right? Yeah. So most doulas have some kind of backstory, yeah. and they always end up tying it tying in their past work into what how that can apply to being a doula. Yes, that's what I yeah, I it's love amazing. that I love that because you meet so many people, and there's really like. I think there's a doula for everybody. Everybody who wants a doula can find somebody who has got skills and a personality that's like totally tailored to them. And it's great because if you can find that doula who's perfect for your family, then it's just going to be, you're just, your birth experience is just going to be so much better. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So yeah. how did you get into birth photography? So I have always kind of been an artsy person, like in high school, I did art. And then in college and high school, I was in theater and band and chorus and all this stuff. And so I've always been involved in the arts somehow. And then when I was in college, I did a bunch of traveling and I had a camera with me then and I fell in love with photography and then I kind of set it down. And then when I became a doula, I just kind of brought my camera along and offered to take some pictures for my clients just as like a little bonus, um, because I liked to do it. And then it's kind of, it slowly evolved into much more of a professional offering. And, um, it's something that I find is really helpful when I meet with clients for their postpartum visit to go through and it helps us sort of digest the birth experience together. So, Um, letting the mom and the dad or the parents lead the conversation with like, oh, this is what happens and looking at things in a chronological order. And then for the parents to be able to see things that maybe they didn't notice in the moment, like the great things that the nurse was doing or that their midwife was doing, or even for the mom to realize that there that her partner had been with her the whole time and didn't move from her side for 12 Mm -hmm. hours Mm -hmm. being able to capture that on camera and have those loving interactions can be really positive for a woman regardless of how their birth experience turned out I hadn't even thought about that because the mom's all up in her head and within herself going through the birthing process I'm sure she didn't notice or she doesn't notice most of what's going on around her that's kind of the point so the pictures I had not even I hadn't even think about, thought about that that's amazing yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and it's not something I think I actively thought about either when I started it's just as we got going I sort of learned and found out the benefits of doing birth photography and how empowering it can be and and also like I think I think the best part is that it allows them to sort of hold on to something because when, when you're in labor, your brain becomes so foggy mm-hmm. and you don't remember a lot, 
But if you, if you see something that can trigger a positive memory, then it can, it sort of all comes back to you. And then you're like, oh yeah, that did happen. You're right. I remember that, but I would have never remembered. I would have never spontaneously remembered that if I didn't have something to remind me. Right. Yeah. That just gave me goosebumps. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think, and, and also as doulas, we like to talk about, you know, how empowering and how amazing birth can be. But also I'd like to add too, that I, although most of the birth outcomes of my clients have been really amazing, sometimes it doesn't turn out that way. And sometimes there are really traumatic things that happen. And I think being able to acknowledge those things as traumatic and say, you know, these are the things that happened and they weren't great or they were, they really affected you in a negative way, but that doesn't have to fully claim the whole birth experience. Like we should acknowledge it and we should address it and we should talk about it for sure. But let's also talk about the good things and let's help see the things that were really great so that your whole birth experience doesn't sort of have to be written off as, as bad. Right. Yeah. Just that extra processing. Yeah. Can really, because birth changes you no matter what. Yeah. And it's just how it's viewed and how you felt and all of that. That's amazing. I think pictures too, pictures too are amazing because like, because that family can walk away with those and have them forever and look at them and process them on their own time. And maybe they'll mean something completely different a year from now or 10 years from now when they get to show their, their child, like, this is how your birth went. Or, you know, 30 years from then when you get to show your children when they're about to have their own birth experience, you know, this is how your birth went. And this is, it's your turn now to have your own birth. So, like as a therapist, I love working through things with people mm-hmm. like big, big feelings and fears and positive feelings too. Um, but then being able to give somebody this tool to, that they don't need me for, that they can just walk away and, and take it and have it forever is something that is, is that I'm, I'm really seeing the value in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you plan on expanding your photography business or just as in like, going advertising yourself as a birth photographer only you know, I guess well, yeah I, I've kind of it's kind of been like back and forth it's been a journey for me so I've only been doing this about a year and a half um and it's kind of you know I think like most people's doula businesses it, it's like ebbing and flowing so at one point I was offering a little bit more photography. Like I was doing newborn photos for some people who, who had asked or, um, or something like that. But I think where I'm really, really meant to be is offering the dual doula and photography services. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have some clients who are just birth photography who already have their own doulas. So they, they said, you know, I really love your work, but I already have my own doula, which is great because I love working with other doulas. It's so nice to be able to be a part of like a really complete birth team mm-hmm. and be able to take pictures, but not necessarily be responsible for the doula part of it while taking pictures. So right. um, it's nice to be able to step back into just wear one hat. Um, and I just had actually the first time for the first time in a year, I just had my first doula only client and they did not want any photography. So it was interesting, um, being really, really present for them Mm -hmm. and not thinking about photography because, 
because I feel that I can definitely do both parts competently, it does mean that I have to switch my consciousness throughout the whole birth. And that makes it a little bit less relaxing for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is really nice when I just get to do one. (laughs) It's like, oh, this is really nice. I forgot what this felt like. (laughs) I know. I know. I was like, wow, I can just really be really, really present for you, Um, which is nice. But that 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 does go to say that it is it is totally possible for me to do both. Mm -hmm. But for my sake, it's kind of nice when I only have to wear the one hat. Right. Yeah. You're the, uh, everybody's a multitasker, right? (laughs) Yeah. Right. I know. Which is fine. It works out and everybody gets beautiful pictures and feels confident and comfortable with what happened at their birth. And that's great. Yeah. And I think too, like the, the only, I always tell this to like my prospective clients, like the only downside of hiring me for both is that I won't be in any of the pictures and they're like, Oh yeah, that's okay. (laughs) I'm like, good on me. Then I don't have to think about, you know, like what I'm wearing or anything. But, but, um, yeah, that's the one every once in a while they'll be like, well, we don't have any pictures of you. And I'm like, well, here, just take a picture of you now. (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of your business, you're, you're clearly, wearing your multiple hats, right? Yeah. What is a personal habit that keeps you on your A game? Hmm. Well, I have just started forcing myself to blog once a week. So I don't think it's technically a habit yet, mm-hmm. but, um, well, I guess that doesn't really answer the question. Um, hmm. That's a good question. So another version of this question is what's your version of self-care? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, for me recently, my best version of being able to do this work well has meant that my daughter now goes to school two days a week. So she's a toddler um, and she goes to just two full days at school, which really like lets me reset and allows me to be present with my work two days a week and also be more present with her when I'm not with her mm-hmm. for three days a week. So I would suggest to anybody who is trying to really launch their doula business or any other birth business to find some time, whether it's like if you have kids or if you have other responsibilities to find time weekly and set it aside so that you can really be present with each part of your life so that you're not trying to juggle too many things. Cause I found for me when I was like, it was okay when my daughter was really young because she just kind of, like, laid on the floor and played. But mm-hmm. now she, like, climbs up onto the top of the toilet and tries to, like, wash her hands when I don't watch her for 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, she takes a higher level of supervision now. So it's been helpful to really be able to, you know, take a breath and say, okay, this is the time that I'm using for this. Okay, this is the time that I'm using for that. And so I think for me scheduling and budgeting time in my week for my home responsibilities, my work responsibilities, my family responsibilities has been, has been an extreme game changer. Mm-hmm. Do you have a yeah. planner or? Oh yeah. Just like a, I was going to say, sounds oh, like you yeah. have a planner. <laughs> I have a planner. I have a planner. I have a mental list. I have, um, I have like, I use, 
like a client management system to help keep track of my clients and the emails I send and their invoicing. Um, that's been also been a really big game changer for me. It helps me streamline and make sure I don't forget to send invoices and then have to like awkwardly ask them after the baby's been born. And yeah, that is. <laughs> <laughs> that's happened more than once. And it's like so bad because it's so unprofessional and I'm like, I'm, I'm really keen on being very professional mm-hmm. and so many, like if I have like four births in one month, I'll get all backwards and upside down and forget to invoice people. Or if somebody goes early, then I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, well, you know, I just, I always forget. And then it's, you know, you have to have that weird conversation. Um, like I know you're in this fresh postpartum period, but (laughs) I forgot to ask you to pay me. So that, that client management system has been amazing. And there's also like a list, a list to do feature in that too. So I like four running lists in any different place. (laughs) (laughs) What, um, if you don't mind me asking, what program is that? Yeah, so I use Dubsado, um, which is fairly popular-ish in the birth world. It's a beast, so it's it's kind of got more than you need, mm-hmm. but it really helps with like I can put a client, I can hire a client, or a client would hire me, and then I can put in all their information, their due date, and I can set pre preset emails, so it emails them like at. 36 weeks and says like, Hey, the remainder of your balance is due. And I don't even have to think about it ever again. I just have to do it all once. And it's like a one touch thing. That's kind of our rule in our house is it's not a rule. It's like a suggestion, I guess Mm -hmm. in our house is one touch. So if you think about something that needs to be done, then just do it. And it's really helpful with my business because then I'm not trying to do things while also thinking about things. I just, as soon as I think about it, I do it. Right. That sounds amazing. So I also use wave apps to um, keep track of all of my financial stuff. So while Dubsado does help me with the client managing and it does do, it does keep track of what I have, my income that I've brought in, what it doesn't keep track of is my expenses and all of the subscriptions I have monthly. So for that, I use Wave apps. And that was extremely helpful when it came time to file taxes because it puts everything into like categories mm-hmm. and the categories don't necessarily align with what things you can claim as business expenses, but it's pretty close mm-hmm. and you can go in. And so like, say if you wanted to write off your, you can write off a uh, web development um, or like website, the cost of running your website and the things you need for the website. So I could just go in and type in Squarespace and then Google and claim my domain name. And that'll list out all the expenses for that. So when I go to do my taxes, everything's laid out and kept track of for the whole year. And I try to do it quarterly, but I will be honest and say I haven't done anything yet this year. So I should. I certainly should. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't. Um, but just, um, yeah, if you keep track of that information, it makes it a lot easier uh, when tax time comes, when you have to claim your taxes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have a... Um a business license? I don't. I didn't get, um, I, I didn't file for my DBA in part because I wasn't sure, uh, if my, I was going to use my business name as a business name for a long, for long. Um, and I'm just a sole proprietorship, so I don't have to technically be licensed. So I just chose not to because nobody else has my name 
and wants to open a doula business. So I didn't have to worry about it. <laughs> Valid point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, if somebody else tries to steal Nicole Vireg doula and photography services, then I guess that's something we'll have to talk about when the time comes. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, do you have any other tools and things that you, mm. that you use? Well, I will say I do use Squarespace mm-hmm. um, for my website. It's great for the designing of the website. It's a little trickier for SEO. Um, so I would recommend if you're starting from scratch and you want to make your website, I would recommend WordPress because WordPress is a little bit easier to navigate for SEO once you get a little bit more serious in your business and you want to try to you know, have a better Google presence or have more people find your site organically. It makes more sense as an investment to do WordPress, but Mm -hmm. Squarespace is definitely manageable and it's way easier to create a site on Squarespace than WordPress anyway. Yes. That's, I have experience with both and I would agree to that. Yeah. Yeah, But it's not, if you can find a template that you like on WordPress, it's totally, um, Mm -hmm. totally doable. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I currently do because I don't have the time to, to put that, that, effort into it yeah (laughs) it sounds bad but it's just there's just so much effort to change that all that I just yeah I don't have that (laughs) yeah well and I I couldn't find a WordPress template that I liked and I didn't want to build my whole website from scratch Mm -hmm. um so I just decided to really double down on my SEO efforts with my current Squarespace website and it's working um it's just a little bit more tedious and it's not as streamline because the internet was designed for WordPress websites and Squarespace is just like slips right in there. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, we do what we can with what we have. Right. Right. <laughs> now, is that why you've decided to blog every week? Yeah. Just to help yeah. With your SEO? Yes. And also because I think, I think each doula has something special to offer and I don't think just the content on my website necessarily can explain all that I have to offer and all of the knowledge that I have, especially related to trauma um, from my social worker background. So I don't want to cloud my whole website with that information. Right. You don't want to overwhelm people. Yeah, exactly. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Now let's throw a new question out there. What's What's the favorite thing about what you do? My favorite thing, um, my favorite thing, I think, obviously, birth is a really amazing and really emotional um, experience and really intense. So it's amazing being there for that, to be able to witness babies being born over and over and over again. That part is really high in the list. Um, But I also just, my favorite, favorite part is being able to give women their power back in situations that they didn't know that they could take it back. So understanding that you have body autonomy and that you can choose to not consent to something if you don't want it, um, just because it's the protocol of whatever, you know, whoever your provider is, I think teaching, well, not teaching, suggesting to women that they can, um, Sorry, I got a Google call and my phone rang in my ears. Um, I think suggesting to, suggesting to women that they have 
the ability to converse with their care providers. And, and maybe that might mean you initiate a conversation and you realize that your care provider is not the right care provider for you, then helping them find a care provider that's going to listen to them and hear them. So for me, it's a, it's about, um, helping women become really active participants and decision makers in their birth is something that is really meaningful to me because as a social worker, my goal was to help empower people and that's what I love and that's what I'm trained to do. So being able to transfer that over into the area of work, which is birth that I'm really passionate about, just makes it all seem complete for me. Really ties it all together. Yes. So that's your favorite thing. What's your least favorite thing? Ooh, having to keep my phone by me all the time. Mm, I do not. <laughs> I do not like my cell phone. If I wasn't on call, and as long as my kids with me, I would probably put my phone down and walk away from it and never see it again. Like I, I lose my phone all the time, all mm-hmm. the time, because I don't care enough about it to look for it when I'm leaving somewhere. So, so. Um, what ends up happening is I have my phone by me all the time and then I end up like getting sucked into it because it's there. So I like go on Facebook or something or, um, but yeah, I'd say that, um, waking up in the middle of the night isn't great. Um, but it's not as bad as just having to keep my phone charged next to me, make sure the ringer's on that for me, that, that part's like very stressful, but it's a part of the job that, you know, it's just a part of the job. Right. It's a mental stress because you always have to be paying attention to it. And I'm always worried I'm going to miss it. Always. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So you're only a year and a half into this, but you're more experienced than a year and a half because we have a lot of background stuff going on there. My question to you is... What would you tell your younger self in relevance to Juliaship? So if, <clears throat> excuse me, if you went back, I don't know, five to ten years mm-hmm. and were going to give yourself advice, what would you say? Well, the first thing I would say is that doulas exist and that you should become one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't, I would, I would just say, I think... Like, I think general advice, and this applies a lot to being a doula because it's so, you have to do so much of the whole business management on your own. Mm -hmm. I think for me in the beginning, I was really, really worried that um, I wasn't going to get any clients ever and it's really hard to get started. Um, I would say the same thing that another doula had said to me and I was like, rolled my eyes and I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, I would say that, You'll get, you'll get the right amount of births that you're capable of at the moment. Accept where you are, and then if you want to be in a different place, then just work harder, and the universal will figure it all out kind of thing. Everything ends up balancing out. Yeah, yeah. I think if you're putting, you can be putting in a lot of work, and you still might not be getting births. So I think it's okay to, like, really look into it and be like, okay, well, what's different now than what was happening before, or maybe I'm doing everything right. And it's just, I just need to keep plugging away. So, I mean, I think it's something that like everybody struggles with their whole, their whole time that they're doing well. Mm-hmm. 
And I would just say, like, don't freak out about it. Just keep plugging away and keep working at it. Right. Now, would you also tell your younger self to take a business class or something? Take, like, some extra assistance for the businessy side of things? Or would, would you just say, say, wing it? Because you're I, doing what you're doing. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, maybe. But I think also part of it is time. So I think maybe incorporating other people in your life that know about that stuff and maybe trading services with them or pay them just so that you can be efficient and get the job done really well. Um, it's impossible for us all to wear all of the hats that we need to run the business. And I think people forget about that until they're really into it. They're like, oh, yeah, I love being a doula. But the actual doula services are 30%, 40% of what you do, and the rest is all the business aspect mm -hmm. of it. So I think it's okay to say, you know, I could spend 20 hours trying to figure out how to make this website, or if I have the resources, I'm just going to find somebody else to do it for me. Right. So. I like that. I like that yeah. a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm still learning. I'm still learning that. Maybe I said that out loud for myself to hear. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask one or two bigger questions, and sure. then we're going to do the, the quick ending questions. Yeah. Um, what is your birth worker elevator speech? Ooh. Um, I would say I am a doula and a photographer. I work a lot with families who want support in their pregnancy and also want physical and emotional support during their birth. I also say that not everybody necessarily needs or wants a doula and that's totally okay. And I'm not ever going to try to sell anybody on my services because if you don't, if, you're, if you don't feel 100% confident hiring me, then I don't necessarily feel like it would be a great fit. And then maybe they should find a different doula that they fit, they work perfectly with. So I think part of it is like, I really, really don't want people to feel like I'm selling them. I love educating people on what a doula is. Mm -hmm. But I try my hardest not to sell myself because like your work and your like passion and commitment should sell yourself. So I do talk about that with people who might even be prospective clients. Like I, like, I think it helps build trust too, you know, talking about if you don't want to hire me as your doula, that's okay. But these are the things that you might want to look for in a doula. That's exactly right for you. Right. Cause everybody, I don't know about everybody, but a lot of people have the problem of everybody's trying to get their own and yeah. work their way up. So mm -hmm. How are you trying to, trying to get your own? Try, there's a, there's a phrasing out there that I won't utilize because it has a swear word in it, but <laughs> uh -huh. there, uh, everybody just kind of has that, that perspective nowadays. So I think building that trust, be, saying this is what you should look for in a doula. And if that doula doesn't happen to me, that's okay. Yeah. Let me, and let me I, find you somebody else. Yeah. And I think that there are, the reality is, is that yes, now there are a lot of doulas and it's pretty competitive, 
but also that there are so many people who aren't utilizing doulas, who could be utilizing doulas. So we should really be taking the approach of collaborating with each other instead of competing with each other. And of course, there's always going to be competition because we're in the same business. And Mm -hmm. like that 5% of people who use doulas, we want to try to get them because maybe they're ideal clients or they already know what we are, so we don't have to explain it. But I think if you take the approach of, you know, your ideal client's not going to be the same as another doula's ideal client. And that's a great thing. And that if you can really put yourself in a space with people who are going to be your ideal clients, then you're going to be, you're going to find yourself having more success. Right. Yeah. I think, um, I don't know who's talking about this, but they refer to it as growing the pie versus trying to take somebody else's slice. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if you think about all the different levels of, um, doulas in terms of experience, in terms of the different things that they offer. I think everybody offers something a little different and that's perfect because, you know, some families might want one prenatal meeting and five postpartum meetings. And some people might want just some prenatal support, but they don't want a doula at the birth or, you know, there's so many different things. Some people might want photography. Some people might want somebody who's a massage therapist. Somebody might not care about any of that stuff and just want somebody who is a brand new doula and say, just want somebody who's going to support them. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, I think it's, it, it should be a little friendlier than it is. Um, but I mean, all doulas are nice and great for the most part. So that's not, it's not like a, it's not like a crazy shark tank. It's, it's, just, <laughs> it's just that, yeah, everybody, I mean, it, a lot of doulas use this as their livelihood. So it is important that they get clients. Um, but I think, I guess, I don't know where I was going to go with that. <laughs> no, that's great. I I think the ending with the idea of grow the pie versus taking your own slice is a good yeah. A good point to that. Yeah. And find your favorite type of pie too. Like, mm. so my next question, um, is one that I enjoy asking everybody cause they always kind of get stumped, but you get a, an interesting answer. Um, and it is, if you awoke tomorrow in a new city, food, shelter, and a computer are taken care of, what would you do with $300 to restart your business? Um, well, the first thing I would do is go to different groups and get myself in person in different places, which may or may not cost money, but usually doesn't. Um, and then I would either use that money to do some advertising and marketing or ways to just, um, get myself in the room with other people, you know, like maybe that means I have to pay for a childbirth ed class, or maybe that means I need to pay for flyers to leave in a birth center, or, um, maybe that means I need to pay for Facebook ads, um, something like that. But it's all about getting, I think for me in a space with a person, whether that's in person or on the internet or on the phone, which is free. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I guess, I guess if you have to count the, the startup costs and whatever of running and keeping the website going, which do exist, um, yeah, those other things I think are important. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. I like it. 
Okay, so my last question is, what's your favorite quote, and do you have a book recommendation? I don't think I have a favorite quote. Okay. <laughs> do you have a book recommendation or multiple um, books? So my book recommendation for uh, couples is The Birth Partner. And my book recommendation for doulas would be Birth Work as Care Work by, I believe it's Alana Apfel is her name. I don't know if I'm saying that properly. Um, but yeah, I think Birth Work as Care Work is really great because it helps the partner become, I mean, I'm sorry. I think the birth partner is great because it allows the partner to become actively involved in a way that isn't having to just listen to the birthing person talk about all the things that they learned. It gives them a really active way to learn things at their own pace mm -hmm. and they can pick and choose because the book is really laid out very simply and easily. And then birth work is care work is really amazing because it puts birth work in the context of social justice, which is something that's really important to me. Mm. I hadn't heard of this book before, but you super intrigued my interest with that description. <laughs> it's good. It's easily digestible because it's small um, stories and experiences broken up, and it's a pretty small book, actually, in general. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Hmm. Well, I guess my... I always do this. My really last question is, how can, <laughs> can you tell the listeners how they can get a hold of you if they'd like to um, and what your website is and et cetera, what all your contact information is? Yeah, sure. So my contact information, everything's pretty much just my name. So my name is Nicole Vireg. It's with an H, so that's a little tricky. Sometimes people get hung up on that. N-I-C-H-O-L-E. Virag, V I R A G dot com. And my email is also Nicole Virag at gmail com. And those are both pretty good ways to find me. I'm also on Instagram at Nicole Virag. My business has a Facebook page um, under that business name. Yeah, so I think that's probably, probably a good way to sort of check out my work and, um, read some blog posts, check out my birth photography, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here today. You are so welcome. Thank you for asking me to be on your podcast. <laughs> and that concludes another episode of the All About Doodleship podcast. If you want to know more about me, the podcast, or anything else I do, please visit embracingmothers.com. I'm also on Facebook at Embracing Mothers or at AAD Podcast, so feel free to come say hi. The music you've heard played here is Blue Dragonish by The Underscore Orchestra. Find them at freemusicarchive.com. This episode was published by me and made possible by you, so thank you all for listening and feel free to come join us for the next interview where we get down and dirty into the business of being a birth worker.